Thanks for checking out the Generosity Labs podcast. Generosity and giving as it relates to the church is one of the biggest and most important conversations we can have across faith communities. That's why we're here. On the Generosity Labs podcast, hosted by Kenny Jang, we will talk to pastors, consultants, service providers, and other church leaders. We're going to discuss the current trends, models, and best practices for developing giving as a robust part of your community life and how you can get a culture of generosity to flourish from the inside out. Join us every week right here for the Generosity Labs podcast. Check out www.generositylabs.org for more details and fantastic free resources made available just for you and your church. Hey, Kenny Jang here with the Generosity Labs podcast. Thank you for joining me today for this episode. Love talking about church stewardship, giving, tithing, um, all the things that need to do with a flourishing, generous culture. This is the place for us to have those conversations and learn together. If your church is adopting digital giving or you want to share some of your own stories, I'd love to hear from you because we're trying to figure out what are the best practices in this area, especially of online giving, app giving, mobile giving, text to giving. Those are the things that we're trying to use this forum, this podcast to share with each other and inspire each other to take that next step forward as we continue to be innovators. Um, If you want, uh, one of the things that um, people have asked me, how do I tell friends about this podcast? If you want an easy way to do that, we set up a page on the Generosity Labs website at www.generositylabs.org slash podcast. And as you can see, this is an easy page that you can uh, share with friends and other church leaders, staff members, so that they can get a hold of it. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, TuneIn Network. Actually, if you've got an Amazon Alexa device, now all you have to do is go up to Alexa and say, Hey, Alexa, play the latest episode of the Generosity Labs podcast, and you should be able to um, hear us on your Alexa device, too. We are also on YouTube, and some of the uh, past episodes are posted both on this podcast page as well as our blog. If you, I want to have a shout out. If you want to talk about generosity, um, I love having conversation partners. You can use that page also. Reach out to me at the bottom of the page you'll see here. You can uh, figure out how to get featured on the podcast. Just click on the button at the bottom to start the pre-interview survey. And I'm looking for conversation partners so that we can talk about what's happening in the giving space, especially in the mobile online and digital text giving spaces so that we can help churches across the country take that leap forward. And so that's that's a little bit about why we are here. And today in particular, I want to talk to you about um, and, and share a great blog article that our friends over at Tithely um, recently put out. It's a great article. It's a roundup article. It's called how to effectively launch a new online giving tool at your church. Very practical. What they did is what they interviewed 11 uh, different marketing and communications professionals, asking them, hey, if your church was putting out a giving um, online giving tool for the first time um, or is going through a technology upgrade, uh, what do you think needs to happen from a communications perspective? How do you tell your people? How do you get them to embrace it? What do you do in order to make sure that your launch plan is set up for success? And so I just want to go through some of these tips because I think they're great. Um, most of them are from people that you probably can recognize as leaders in the communications and marketing space for the church. Uh, the first one 
is from Jason Kasten. He says, hey, look, um, you can't make it hard for people to give money. You need to make it accessible so people can give in the, the way that's most comfortable to them. And if you recall, Tidely put up a landmark survey industry report recently that talked about how actually for their churches, their database of customers, the people who are giving um, online and through mobile giving, they actually don't give on Sundays during the church service. Most of the giving that churches are collecting through online and digital giving, mobile app giving platforms are now outside of Sunday. You need to make it accessible and so it's most um, most comfortable for someone to give when they want to give. Make it easy for them. The next tip is from Brady Shear. He says, talk about it every single day. You need to be consistent. I think Brady has um, hit that nail on the head. We need to continue to be consistent in our messaging. Um, Michael Lukaszewski says, launch it to your staff, your leaders, and your volunteers. You need to get that done in that order, right? So it's the concentric circles when you're launching something, tell your staff about it, get them to adopt it. Tell your leaders about that, get them to adopt it. Tell your volunteers about it and get them to adopt it because you want word of mouth is something that is definitely important when you're doing some significant shifts in how you do things. Online giving is one of them. And you want to make sure your core constituents are first to know, first experience it so that if there are questions or if it comes up in casual conversations, those core constituents in your, those influencers in your community already are familiar with it. So I love Michael's advice in that order, staff, leaders, and volunteers. Greg Atkinson says, hey, teach it at your new member class. I love that idea to just put it into the DNA of the church. Make sure that people understand that online giving is now something that you guys do um, and put it in that, that curriculum. Justin Dean says, hey, on launch weekend, have volunteers and staff accessible with iPads walking around, helping people to set up account and get recurring giving configured. I love this idea. You want some white glove service to happen, but you need that just a little bit push, right? People actively saying, hey, don't make an excuse. Let's just set it up right here, right now, and especially on the recurring giving, right? Recurring giving is that holy grail of um you know, predictable revenue for your church and you want as many people as possible to do that, not just for yourself and your your finance team's purposes, but really for your people. In terms of a spiritual discipline, I always say here at Generosity Labs, one of the reasons that communications and marketing is really important, what we're trying to do is we're trying to close the gap between people's perceived giving profile, that they understand what they intend to do, and what their actual behavior is, there's always a gap. And most people want to be more generous than they actually are being um, in terms of their behavior. And our job as communicators, as leaders, is to help close that gap and inspire them to even go further because um, there just is this practical, you know, practical nature. Life gets in the way, schedules gets in the way, and we never give as much as we want to. And that's one of the first things that recurring giving can help solve. Now, Daniel Ermler is uh, another one that says on a regular basis, tell stories from actual members, right? Social proof. People in the midst who are using it and loving it. Um, it doesn't need to be a big production. It needs to be something that you are doing on a regular basis. Normalize it by using social proof. Um, Ariel says invite your congregation to take out their phones and download it right there in the service. Don't be afraid. Um, of pulling out the cell phone during your church worship services. I love that idea. I think it's highly, um, in our podcast, 
um, some of our initial episodes have shown that that tactic is highly successful, especially when you can get your lead pastor, your preaching pastor, to pause during the services and actually pull out the phone and demonstrate it and get everyone to do it with them. Nick Goodner um, says, hey, explain the why behind the change and show and connect the dots between the why and, and the highlight the benefits of this new system, right? Invite them into the vision for what you want to do with giving and stewardship. Kevin Eckmark is always sharp and on, the, on point. He says, I always tell people you need to clean your house before you invite your friends over. So it's crucial that your giving platform is easily found, right? Whether it's on the web or in the church, right? So on the web, you want to make sure it's mobile friendly. Um, you want to make sure that both um, Google and Bing, um, you know, those guys that are the people that basically are the gatekeepers of people finding and say you need to be mobile responsive in your design for your websites. Um, you want to also make sure it's Facebook friendly so um, you can incorporate bots um, like Intercom or I like um, ManyChat or ChatFuel. Those are tools that you can you know, really uh, spur the conversation uh, with people on Facebook. And then when necessary, use a human to jump in, right? He says, just like Justin Dean said, Using humans to complete the process um, is something that you want to do. Get that those conversations going, and just real life help, hands-on help for people to complete the process practically, tactically. Right there, Logan Field says, "Hey, tell them the real reasons, right? Tell them the why. Giving members are concerned with what's best for the church, um, and not just what they prefer individually. They want transparency, and when you're able to do that authentically, that's when success happens. And then um, the roundup ended with a tip." Uh, from myself and one thing that I suggested is have a weekly program uh, what you want to do is you want people to be normalize that behavior of pulling out a phone and actually donating to the church right so that you want that to happen more often than not and uh, instead of just begging them for their actual offering money uh, one of the tactics that I suggest is create a weekly campaign so every week I would say find the cause and tell people to just give three dollars and sixteen cents, three sixteen, and you can do this weekly, you can do this monthly, you can do this biweekly. But I would do it on a recurring basis. Say that because almost everybody that comes to your church services probably can afford three sixteen, just to donate three dollars and sixteen cents. And what you want to do is just pool all that money, and then um, pick a person, pick a cause, something in town. And then go give that that person or cause all the money that you've collected. It's not going to be too much. It's going to be a small gesture, but it is going to be a blessing. So I would call it the 316 blessing fund idea, right? So it could be, and I just list some of the ideas that we had off the cuff. Uh, it could be a volunteer fire squad in town. Um, you can you can find a widow in the church, and usually widows um, need help with something that's um, related to home, home renovation, or their hobby, or their pets. Single mothers um, is a great audience to, to bless in town. Supply them with a night out, pay for a house cleaner, or a handyman, or babysitting. Uh, special needs families in particular are, are great, uh, worthy causes to be a blessing to. You can um, basically pay for childcare so that the parents actually get a break and get out. Um, you can ask for sponsors in the future, right? Getting other people involved in this whole process, I think, is really important. So have either, this is great for the youth group, um, have people sponsor a cause for the next announcement of the 316 Blessing Fund. Let them go off 
and deliver the the background of the cause that you're raising money for that Sunday. Ask everyone to donate just three dollars and sixteen cents, um, and then um, pull that together and let let that youth group or let that individual who's sponsoring it go off and um, deliver that blessing. I strategically, I think this works incredibly well because you're doing a couple things. One, you're teaching generosity. Uh, two, you're really using this exercise, right? Because 316 is pretty trivial for most people. Um, that it, what you're trying to show them is our church wants to have an outward posture, right? We don't want to just focus on us, 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 and you want to make that connection whenever we raise money. It's not about just us and everything inside the building. We want to make the connection of an outward external posture. We want to break that holy huddle, as we say, and show that, hey, our church cares and want to have an outpouring of love um, on people on a consistent basis, and then, on a very practical note, you're getting to use their mobile phone um, and associate that with church. You want to make it about, I think, participation. Not about how much money you raise, but about participation. Right. So at the bottom line is um, if you can get your people to regularly use and try out that mobile option, um, you're going to do a couple things. One, you're going to get them to set it up, pre-register, um, make it familiar for them so that the chances are that they're going to actually turn to mobile giving for their own personal tithes and offerings. Um, but also, it normalizes the understanding that, hey, we don't just give a set amount to church. We actually try to fill in the gaps and use um, our, you know, the giftings that we've had in terms of financial blessing for our own lives. Um, and on a regular basis, we're hunting for opportunities to be a blessing with our funds and the money that God has entrusted us with um, through our vocation, through our employment, paychecks, etc. And so I think that's, that's, that's the last tip of this roundup. And I think hopefully you'll be able to understand the, um, the strategic nature around my idea as well as all these 10 other fantastic ideas that are listed here. If you want to get details and eyes on it, you can go over to get.tidely, tithe.ly. It's one of those fancy new not.coms. It's T-I-T-H-E dot L-Y slash blog. You can go to their blog. And the, t the title of this article, again, is How to Effectively Launch a New Online Giving Tool at Your Church. Um, expert Tips from 11 Marketing Communications Pros. It was um, just published this week. And what I'm going to do is thumb it up, and I'm going to share it on Facebook uh, so that more people really get this type of information in front of them so that I can start some brainstorming. Well, that's it for today's episode of the Generosity Labs podcast. Hopefully, this has spurred some new ideas for you. I would love for you to chime in with your own tips and ideas. I want this to be a brainstorming session. This is not a closed book on this topic. What are some other ideas that you have that while you are launching a new online giving tool to your church, what are the other things from a communications and marketing perspective that you can do in order to set yourself up for success so that as many people in your community will embrace online giving, uh, text to give, mobile app giving as the primary means for giving and generosity in their spiritual walk and spiritual discipline um, in the relationship with your church. Um, please leave a comment below or send me um, we can we can uh, have a conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. We're on Twitter now at Generosity Labs as well. 
Um, I'm Kenny Jang. Thank you so much for checking in today. Um, we're going to have a great episode next time as we go through um, an effective model for how to get the word out in terms of target, um, engage, and target, attract, and engage your community. I'm really excited to share a little bit about that next time here on the Generosity Labs podcast. Till then, uh, be good and be generous.